0: So now I'm going to I want I want to dive deep into one of those specific topics here, and that's going to be that of Matthew five. This, um, if you haven't been around me for very long, then you might not know this, but those of you who have know that my favorite portion of the scriptures are Matthew five through seven, which is considered to be the Sermon on the Mount. I'm going to give a little context here to prove a point. Jesus comes on the scene, and this is his very first sermon he preaches. It's in the fifth chapter of Matthew, and he is speaking right now to Jews. So, people who claim to be following Yahweh, which is the God that you and I serve today. And in the Old Testament, what happened was there were 10 commandments that God gave Moses, and Moses gave to the people, and you've heard them before. It sounds like don't lie, don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't uh, murder, don't use God's name in vain, keep the Sabbath day holy, um, so on and so forth. There's others as well, two on idolatry to start it off and whatnot. Um, and he gave these to the Israelites, and they failed to live by them tremendously. So, after through the whole Torah, um, there were given to them 613 extra laws that they had to follow as well due to their lack of being able to follow and trying to twist and manipulate those scriptures. That's
1: crazy. If you can't just follow 10 laws, what makes you think exactly be able to follow 613
0: yeah and there were a few free purposes for them putting these laws in place the first and most evident one is to show them as their sin to be exceedingly sinful which is what it says in romans 7 but the other reasons was so that they would be sanctified set apart consecrated from the other nations and looking like these must be god's chosen people because only god's people would live in such radical differentiation between the rest of the world it's called consecration is the biblical term for it So that's another reason. And another reason, um, this is the third main reason, is because with the Old Covenant law, when they had laws like, hey, don't commit adultery, they would just go, okay, well, adultery is you sleeping with somebody who's not um, your husband or wife. So guess what they started doing? They started fornicating. Fornicating means just sleeping with anybody when you're single. And Moses (laughs) is scratching his head like, okay, that... Like you're still sinning, you know? Yeah, but yeah. they they tried to justify themselves. So as time went on, they had to keep putting laws in place. And so there's six hundred and thirteen mentioned in the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible, but there's thousands in all that have been made to date in regards to these laws that they were made to follow. So with that all in context, when Jesus comes on the scene, they are no more living like Jesus with hundreds of extra laws than when they were originally given which was the whole purpose in the first place was for them to look like jesus or for them to look like god rather so jesus comes on the scene and he says some pretty interesting things to them i'm not going to read the whole sermon on the mount to you or even all of chapter five but he starts by saying blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted blessed are the gentle for they shall inherit the earth blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness They will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are the people who insult you and persecute you and falsely say all sorts of evil against you because of me. Oh, (laughs) whoa, that's weird. Why would Jesus say because of me? Again, he just came onto the scene. It's kind of weird. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is in heaven. And it is great for in the same way they persecuted the prophets before you, they will persecute you. So Jesus doesn't even get past verse 11 and he's already severely offended the people he's speaking with. Again, context is huge understanding that he's talking to Jews who understand the old covenant law and read the Torah regularly, literally weekly at the very least, are already very offended. Why are they very offended? Well, because he talks about being thirsting, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, not for fleshly things like food and water. He says, be merciful. Jews aren't very merciful. (laughs) He says, be pure in heart. They can't follow the 613 laws and 10 commandments. He says, make peace with one another. They're not very peaceable. And then he says, this is where it really gets offensive. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Again, to you, that might not mean much. But to them back then, they realized who are the ones who are severely, severely getting persecuted. Every single time, the prophets. Well, what's the message of the prophets? Repent and turn back to God. The prophets constantly were getting murdered by the Jews themselves because of how offended they were about prophets calling out their sins. And then he goes on to say, blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of things about you. It will just be like it was for the prophets. He even calls it out and he says, it'll just be like the prophets were. That you guys are going to get persecuted for living for righteousness sake. You kidding me? By this time, they are livid. They're already livid, and he's not even—he—he's not even a third of the way. He's not even a quarter of the way through. And his And I can Sunday. just
1: imagine when Jesus is talking; he just has a calm demeanor. Oh right? yeah, he just, he just saying it like he's not. Yeah, seriously, no, no, not anxious or you know, he just.
0: Yeah, and then the very next thing he goes into is talks about how you're the light of the world, and then he 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 kind of really hones in for a second, and he starts talking about the Ten Commandments. He says you've heard of prophets of old do not commit adultery or er, he says I, you've heard of prophets of old do not murder but I say to you whoever hates his brother has committed murder already in his heart and then in regards to sexual impurity here it says you've heard of prophets of old do not commit adultery but I say to you whoever looks upon a woman to lust after her has committed adultery already with her in his heart
1: can we talk about that
0: one? yeah
1: that one so I mean think about all the people who are married today Mm-hmm. so I mean I would I I mean I can't give a percentage here, but I would right. say majority of people who are married have looked at someone else with less, wouldn't you think?
0: Yeah. And the and the crazy thing about this is it's not even referencing just people who are married, but it's actually referring to uh, all people who have lusted upon somebody. So he's contra or he's comparing, excuse me, adultery, which is you sleeping with somebody else when you're married. He's comparing that to as big of a deal as you lusting after somebody lust to give a definition for that is for you to desire something in an unhealthy way. That is really just the, the definition of lust, but specifically in regards to sexual morality, it is you desiring somebody of the opposite or same gender and, and desiring them in a sexual way outside of marriage. That right there is lust. So have you ever checked anybody out? Because if you have, then that You're is... At the gym. You uh-huh. see
1: someone right in front of you. it's like temptation just smacking you right in the face.
0: Exactly. Boom, lust. That's lust right there. If you've done it once, you've committed adultery in God's eyes. You know, I, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, I just want my husband one day or my wife one day. I just want to make sure that I get to marry a virgin. <laughs> and I, I respect the, I understand where it's coming from. I respect that. But understand that if you have ever lusted ever in your life, even if you are a virgin by worldly sense I,
1: you're not but it's like you, you say if but it's like it's not if we you have yeah yeah everyone like you know right it's kind of like
0: yeah if, if you are listening to this podcast right now or if you're not listening to this podcast if right you now you
1: say you have not lusted after someone who, yeah
0: then we need to talk about one of the other commandments which is <laughs> do not lie yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll go back to that one right
0: every human being with red blood in their veins has lusted after somebody at some time in their life including me and including you uh, we all have oh and, yeah um and it says that he who, uh, who lusts upon a woman has committed adultery already with her in his heart. And of course, it's not just women, that's all people in general at all times. So this concept of lust is what is considered to be sexual immorality. So whenever I say lust or sexual immorality for the rest of these conversations, think of it in light of you just desiring anybody or anything sexually at all. So if you're saying, Cody, I've never lusted before, but you're gonna tell me that you've watched porn? Come on, that I, I mean—that yeah. is a definition of lust. I mean, that, yeah. that is lust at its at its finest. I mean, that is like the clearest form of lust. If
1: you didn't have lust, you wouldn't be watching porn.
0: Exactly, you wouldn't be looking at porn if you didn't lust. So, lust is a huge issue. Um, of course, physical acts of sexual morality are obvious huge issues. Um, but for for this porn topic, I want you to think back to right now when the first time you watched porn was. Um, odds are you probably quite vividly remember where you were, when it was, what happened, what took place, all of that. And if you were um, somebody who had, it would have been shown to you um, without your like decision or consent given, then uh, I first off just wanna say that my heart breaks for you and I'm sorry that somebody else would expose you to such a sick, sick world. Um, the world of just pornography in general. Um, but but I'll go into my story for a short, short second. And then Matthew will go into his a little bit and then we'll keep carrying on with this. But um, for me, I had grown up in a very awesome Christian home and had great Christian parents. And I had accessed porn for the first time when I was in fourth grade. I don't know how old you are in fourth grade, but I was around 10 years old or so. And no one had shown me anything, no one had forced anything down my throat, and I was having, I had zero interest in finding porn, Um, but I was on a school computer actually, and I had Googled a website that I'd gone to a million times, or no, I guess at that point, I'd only gone to it about once or twice, and I accidentally typed in the the wrong URL. And when I typed in the wrong URL by, um, I don't know, it was by a few letters, it took me to a completely different website that I wasn't looking to get on. And uh, that was my first time viewing porn. And it was not like seeing unclothed people. I mean, it was very, very, very hardcore stuff. It was not something that anybody should ever see, let alone a kid in fourth grade. So about a month or less later, they got blockers on all the computers thanks to me, which I'm glad that they did. I mean, I wish it wouldn't have had to have been at the, um, the sake of me watching porn, but that was my, that was the beginning of my extremely downward descent. So started with that. Then I had my iPod Touch. So if you're a parent watching this, by the way, um, we'll give you some tips at the end of the series in regards to how to help you with your kids and whatnot and all that fun stuff. And if you're a teen, what to do to resolve the problem. But for now, um, to, to just clarify, I'd I watched it on an iPod Touch, which had no internet access or texting or calling access outside of a spot with Wi-Fi. And for that reason, I had been able to fool my parents into thinking that I wasn't really able to get on anything inappropriate. And that was the beginning of my almost decade-long journey of having an addiction. And when I was 17, gave my life to Jesus at January 21st of 2017. And that's when the Lord freed me, thank God.
1: Yeah, amen. Right,
0: yeah. Um, but it was a downward, a radical downward descent, and it got worse and worse and worse, and got to the point where I felt very little conviction over it. Romans 1 talks about how we suppress the truth and unrighteousness, and when we suppress the truth and unrighteousness, that um, makes it very easy for us to sin and not feel conviction over it. The first few times I did it, I probably borderline cried. If not, I was shaking like crazy. By my 5,000th time doing it, I probably didn't even pray and ask for forgiveness afterwards, honestly because I was just so stuck in and, and embedded into what I was doing. I knew I was going to do it the next night anyway, so why ask for forgiveness? So that was kind of my whole story until the day I gave my life to Jesus, but um, I'll let Matthew share I'm um, part of his.
1: Let's see. Man, probably not 10. This is a little early for me, but I mean 12, which is not that much. Right. Not that much higher. But so it started as like 12, just going on my laptop. just I was curious, and... From that point on, it just got more and more. Prog- I progressively watched more, and I think a lot of the root was from my own mother, cause she was more, I would say, like open-minded, and she was, would advocate like, you know, sex is sex; it's it's natural. Humans do it. So, like in my mind, I didn't think anything was wrong. wrong. As you know, as a teenager watching, you know, porn, and then. Basically, once I got my own cell phone, my own smartphone, it just like really spiraled down, and I'm talking, especially probably from like the age of 16 to like 21, 22 ish. Here recently, not the, not the past month. I've been cleaning over a month now, which you know, thank thank the Lord. But yeah. From like 16 to 21, I would watch it every day, multiple times a day, and I would I would have no remorse for it. But like when God, will, when God circumcises your heart and like transforms you, you don't want to do it. Hmm. You you will feel honest, pure guilt, and that's why I stopped because I just you know I love God and I don't I don't want to you know I don't want to ever want to do that again. And it's hard, you know, it's, it, you know, it's hard. It's
0: yeah. Yeah. It can absolutely be hard. And it's something that, um, you know, I have, I have a lot of compassion for the topic and the struggle, struggle because it wasn't like, you know, oh, great. Jesus died for my sins. Great. I'm not sexually attracted to women anymore. Um, voila problem solved uh, I mean that was, wasn't what happened it was, it was a fight it's a, it's a battle I mean it's I'm still attracted to women I still have the desire to be sexually immoral but the difference is God's given me a new heart with new desires and Second Corinthians 5 17 says for I am a new creation in Christ Old things have passed away and all things have been made new including that topic in my life so I can be freed not by my own works or my own strength or my own might or my own power but by the grace of God and the spirit that dwells inside of me as I said if I live out in the fruit of the spirit, then I will not carry out the the desires of the flesh. So, hey guys, thank you so much for sticking with us on this episode. Um, It's gonna be one of a a multiple part series simply because there's just so much content that we have to cover in it. But as always, if you could just smash the subscribe button, it means the world to us um, for helping with the podcast algorithm there. And we'll be posting on YouTube every single day that we're not posting here. So Mondays and Fridays are the podcast, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are going to be the YouTube channel. So if you could go to CodyCWin.com and it'll take you to a link to the YouTube channel. If you could subscribe there as well, it'd be much appreciated for us. And we will see you guys in a few days.